Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk number 456. Good morning, Tracy. It's Tigo and Tracy Venturi with the Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Good morning. We're always happy to be here and talk real estate. It's yes. our favorite thing. It's our right? favorite thing to do. Favorite thing. We appreciate all of you uh, loyal listeners. And obviously, if there's anything you'd love for us to chat about or you want to talk to us in person, we're available. Best phone number for us, 448-8888. Perfect. Simple, simple number. Yeah, we're, we're we've been on uh, KIVA sixteen hundred AM for over nine years. Appreciate on Saturday mornings. Love doing that, as well as YouTube, Facebook, all the other normal places for uh, streams and live streams and recording. So, Tracy, uh, gosh, big week in real estate this week. There was the Case Shiller Home Price Index. <laughs> okay, for me, it was a big week. I was there laughing. was a lot of data reports that came out, so I'm I was like, like, okay, it was a big week, huh? Oh, okay, um, data. It was a big week. It was the big data. So, uh, Case Shiller Home Price Index came out, which is kind of like the you know the, the the standard bearer of home price indexes, but also the FHFA Home Price Index came out, um, as well as the Fed had their uh, talk and raised uh, rates quarter point this week. Nobody's surprised there. I think there was maybe one person that thought they wouldn't, but they did raise uh, uh, the, the Fed rate. And, um, and then a couple other things. One, we had a multifamily uh, summit uh, kind of forecast here. Um, Todd Clark with uh, New Mexico Apartment Advisors, who does amazing work with you know, tracking the, the multifamily apartment market rental market in Albuquerque. He had his summit this week, which I, I attended and I got some good insights from that. So so it doesn't sound like you have wow. time for my homes of the week oh, and my no, no, no. crazy we, stories we, yeah, and things. No, I, you know, there was that story, Tracy, uh, we're going to do where it was um, six features that'll be a waste of money when you remodel your home. And I thought it was, it was a an, kitchen, remodel yeah, your, your kitchen. kitchen, kitchen. Yeah. They said, yeah, ripoffs. I thought ripoffs. Um, okay. But we'll talk about it. Yeah. So, um, First off, let's just do a little market data. A uh, couple couple things. Um, Case Shiller and FHFA, they both have these home price indexes where they track, you know, the, the nationwide trend in home prices. And both of them saw a little bit of, um, well, let's see. Case Shiller it was basically flat home prices from last year. And FHFA saw an increase, but but nominal, maybe a percent and a half, something like that, if I recall. Um, but both of them, the the data showed that we've basically, if if home prices declined in certain markets, all, all the markets have started to turn and start go going back up again, just like we've seen here locally, Tracy. So I've been talking about it. Yeah, you're saying even if they did have a price pullback for some months in the past year, they're back on the increase they're back on the increase so they might be down in some markets around the country right year over year that there are but they're on their way up correct yeah, correct and, like and recovering and and you know since real estate is local just you know for for albuquerque year over year home prices are still up um you know the the numbers that they were talking about are you know a, a month or two behind where i'm looking at it in real time here locally and what we've seen uh here locally is home prices peaked in June and July so far? I'm starting to just get a read on what's happened for July. I know we're still, you know, a week away from the month being over, um, but July looks like it's going to be up year over year versus last year. And July, as far as prices, home prices. Yes, thank you. Sorry to clarify that. That's important. Yeah, we're talking about the actual 
uh, home prices, median price, average price. Um, I was at a event and somebody was asking me about home prices. I said, yeah, the average price in Albuquerque in, in June was 414,000. And they just, <gasps> it like took their breath away because they, they couldn't believe that that is now the average price, 414,000 in Albuquerque. Median price is about 360. So, you know, we've had this, this huge run up over the last few years. And so far it, you know, we had a little bit of pullback through the end of last year, but you know, year over year home prices continue to go up, but it does look like we've, uh, let me just leave with this end of July, 2023. I, I believe we've, we've passed our peak home prices for the year, which is not a difficult prediction to make because that happens every year every yeah. year that was the peak or june or july yeah and then for the rest of the year it flattens out sometimes goes down a little bit by it the does. end of the year yep yeah yep. and and the other thing we probably hit peak in albuquerque and i'll finish here with just the market update is we've most likely hit peak uh inventory or number of homes on the market you know as a as a total count of homes on the market usually it peaks out somewhere here in the next uh two three weeks let's say and starts to decline i will say just in the last read that i'm looking at this week we've kind of hit a plateau and so we'll see if it, it starts declining so from my perspective listening to you i think i think congratulations to all of those who in 2020 during covid risked it all and went out and bought a house. And there were a lot of you that did that, right? You think about what it was like with those um, constraints of COVID. A lot of, a lot of our listeners, a lot of people in our market and around the country bought a house by maybe not even going in it, maybe having gloves on and a mask and a realtor very far away from them, looking in windows in some cases, buying a house without seeing it at all. We had photographers that didn't want to go out and take pictures of houses to list them. It was a tough time, but think about the wealth building for those folks that did say, I'm going to go buy a house even though this pandemic's going on. And now two, three years later, they're sitting with really nice equity thinking about how much home prices have gone up. So so that that's great because there was another story that came out this week, another data report that came out from Atom Research, A-T-T-O-M. They track all the homes in the entire country and their uh, home equity uh, report came out showing that th- the short of it is homeowners are sitting on a ton of equity right now. The homeowners are in a really good space. Now, the thing that's interesting about that, and I want to get your take on this, Tracy, is, okay, homeowners have a lot of equity. However, if they go get a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, they're going to be paying 7 8% on that money. Or more. Or more, right? So it's it's much more difficult for people to unlock that equity today than let's say, oh, let's use an example of 2006, for example, <laughs> right? Because 2006, everybody was using their homes as an ATM machine. Remember that whole thing? And, totally. And, and everybody was basically maxing out their, their cash out equity on their homes. But today, because of mortgage rates and interest rates, people aren't 
able to unlock that equity the way they have in the past. I'm going to push back on okay. you. Okay. What were the interest rates in 2006? They were not 3%. They were probably 6 to 7%. True. No, no, absolutely so, true. So, I mean, that they, was, if they were getting a home equity line of credit, they were still getting that at a rate not low. That's a fair point. You know, and I was talking to a lender the other day and I said, you know, are you guys still doing home equity line or, or refinances? She said, yeah, I mean, we're still doing refinances. You wouldn't think that people want to refi if they have, let's say, a, a four or sub five mortgage. Why would they refi into a 7% mortgage? Well, they looked at their totality of their debt, right? They had a high interest rate on a credit car loan card. or a cre credit card. They were able to, yes, their, their mortgage payment went up, but they were able to reduce their overall debt load and their overall payment because they were able to pay off all this other higher interest mortgage or debt. So to be really clear, what you're saying is they took cash out of their house, right. increased the loan on their house Correct. by taking some cash out of it with the, the increase in value and equity. And then they paid off like that high interest credit card. They paid off that high interest car. They, you know, maybe they even remodeled to make their house worth more uh, with the cash that they took out of their house, but they have a higher interest rate, but it's still better than those high interest rates they were carrying debt on, on other, yes. other things. So, so, so. so the totality of it was their, their, actual finances came out in a better place because they right. rolled all that debt into their home and instead of into these other, you know, depreciating assets, totally. also, which, which a, is a different something different we issue. haven't mentioned before or talked about. So yeah, there are a lot of reasons why someone would refinance. So that's well, a great example. In, in this, back to this whole idea that homeowners have a bunch of equity sitting in their homes right now. And really the, the way to unlock it is to sell the home. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the best ways. Now, of course, you know, if you've got to move somewhere, you got to take that into, into account. So anyway, it's, it's an interesting, interesting place we're at when you look at it from the, the big picture, you know, finance, what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. So when we were talking about, you know, the buying during COVID, our son and his wife bought during COVID and, you know, thinking about how that's um, helped them on their path to their future, you know, they're, mid 20s right yeah it's uh, been a huge change for them so congrats to all of those that did that tigo let's talk about homes yes so we have one um that's only going to be open saturday um the sellers have specific things going on it's hitting the market um right now and it's um uh 3509 parsifal street northeast albuquerque 295,000. it's a three bed um, two bath home, Parsifal, um, but it's only going to be open Saturday for showings, not open house, but showings from 12 to five. So if you want to see that house, give a call, make an appointment with us to go and see that home. Um, that's the, that's the viewing window for that house. So that, if that one's of interest to you, we have several other, yeah. uh, houses that are on the market that have just hit the market. So if you're looking, um, for something specific, let us know. We have a great one in um, Enchanted Hills on Sophia Hills that has a swimming pool. And with the heat we've been having, who wouldn't love to have that swimming pool in their backyard? Um, Sophia Hills is a 2,550 square foot home um, listed for $399.9. So that one is just newly on the market. And, um, and then the one we had open the broker, houses. 
we had the broker yeah. open the other day. Let me finish. Sophia oh, Hills, okay. Enchanted Hills is going to be open Saturday and Sunday. So if you want information on when you can see that house at an open house, or if you want to make your own appointment, call us at 448-8888. And then the one we saw yesterday with a broker open, 4909 Dover Place Northwest, right by Golf Course and McMahon in that neighborhood of where people bought the lot and hired a builder to build so the, all the houses are different right right there by the hospital just west of the, the, the west mesa um st john st yeah i don't know what it is now st joseph yeah, i'm sorry uh, yeah. the hospital yeah. at golf course loveless. in mcmahon loveless. is it a loveless yeah, now yeah. yeah it's been a few things so anyway dover place northwest is available and boy tell us about that the views huge views yeah we had a broker open over there the other day and it was, uh, yeah, amazing views. If you want big views of the, the Sandias and looking out, actually looking to the north as well. So the mm -hmm. north north and the east, uh, yeah. amazing views. Great, great uh, low maintenance yard too, Besides, which was nice. Big, yeah. big, nice big house. Yeah. Besides the views, I really loved the upstairs. The bedrooms were all very large. They had really nice upgraded closets mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things. Great property. And that one's only 407. And so... You know, you just said what the median is. It's higher than that. And this is a beautiful um, built-in 2006 home that's uh, available now. So give a call, 448-8888, and we will be happy to schedule something for you to see that house or any others. Tracy, next topic, I want to set it up. So there's been a lot of people, like I said, we've been talking about this whole idea that people aren't moving as often, right? They're staying put. They're, they've got great mortgage rates. They've got low low cost housing. Basically, they have a low payment because of their low mortgage rates and they bought a few years ago. So a lot of people are, are remodeling and they're just staying put and they're making their house what they want. Um, and, you know, we know that kitchens, bathrooms are always the most bang for your buck. If it's, you know, if it's definitely a dated, tired kitchen or bathroom, right? It, you're you're going to get uh, a lot of not just the the equity and the the value increase but you're also going to get the joy factor out of it right right because you got to take that into account that has value that does have value and how long you're planning to be in your home and enjoy the things that you might do as upgrades so we're going to this this story that was out about the biggest ripoffs in kitchen remodeling yeah right yeah which I thought it was interesting because we were actually talking about this the other day because we bought a new stove Four yep. years ago, or yep. during, it, we ordered it pre-COVID, but it took six months to ship. And what was interesting is it's like a wolf or a Viking. It's beautiful blue with, we yeah. get to pick the color of yeah. the handles and yeah. things. So we have a brass color on it and stuff. But it was more than half the price of a Viking or a wolf, right? And so, so the story talked about... Um, some of the things that people put in their kitchen that if you go to resell, you're not going to, you know, other buyers might not give it the same value. So here they are, Tracy. So let's go through it. So I like the last ones first. You should start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> let's see. How many were there? They have six on six. the list here. So this was from uh, realtor.com, a story that they did. Um, the, the number six was open shelving. Totally. Right. Yeah. So. To open shelving but that was a trend for a while yeah totally really popular trend. our brother has yeah. open shelving me personally i could never keep it looking like model home right <laughs> and so when we show houses with open shelving i can hear my clients right away saying oh that is so cool but 
I'm not going to want to keep it looking beautiful and I'm going to get dusty stuff on the dishes that I put up there that I don't use all the time. And I always have to make it look show ready. Wait, dust in New Mexico? Yeah. No. So while they like the look, they don't really want it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. so, yeah. So open shelving was one. Um, and I think a lot of these we we have to take in the context of of resale too, right? right. Because like, hey, if that's what you want and you're fine with it, that's great. Just understand that most people don't want it, I would say. Um, okay. Well, in most kitchens, you know, the majority of our homes here in New Mexico don't really have the space in the kitchen for these beautiful open shelves. You need the cupboards to stash stuff away, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah the, the, the other one here, number five, was, uh, again, we're talking about uh, home kitchen upgrades that probably aren't worth it or they say a ripoff right obviously that was just a, a a click clickbait kind of term but uh relocating electrical outlets and, and plumbing. plumbing and plumbing plumbing in particular plumbing can be a big one we have most of our homes are slab right they're concrete yes, yes. and so moving plumbing can mean like jackhammering a, a channel in a kitchen to move something and get a drain it's not simple stuff to do so it can no. be very expensive so a lot of times it's working around not having to do that. However, you know, I've remodeled a lot of homes. Yep. Um, a few little electrical things can make a big difference because if you're going to be have a blank wall and you wire in, let's say, under counter lighting that's switched, that may be worth it. Oh, I would agree. I would like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if it, did, it, if it might, didn't have it before. Yeah. And thinking about when under we show. I said under counter, under cabinet lighting. Right. Yeah. You think about when I show a house or when I'm out with buyers and we show houses, hopefully the sellers have turned on the under, under cabinet. cabinet lighting because I think a lot of people have it, but they don't turn it on very often. I've seen a lot of houses where at, at dusk or evening, having that under cabinet light sort of as your ambient light as the nights winding down can be really lovely it's, too. It's beautiful. It's no, love it. Love it for sure. Yeah. Okay. This one I'm going to have to uh, go against. It's high tech gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, there, there was that whole trend where, you know, kitchens had the thing where it would like tell you what, uh, what uh, things you're out of and I'm sorry, the refrigerators. I was going to say the thing that pops out for me when I hear high tech gadgets for kitchens is the refrigerator with a computer screen in the door and you keep track of hey, everything. Hey, hey, it's and, awesome. And the internet's there yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to pay off. But I, I just think of that as something that's going to break, honestly. You know, who needs a computer screen in the front of their refrigerator? I know we have Everybody friends. Everybody does. Yeah, I know. I knew you would like that one. But yeah, in I, general, I think high-tech things and gadgets are so common and so much more affordable these days that I'm surprised it's on their list. Yeah, I am too, because you, you think about that, that uh, voice-activated device that you buy from Amazon. I'm not going to say the word because everybody's <laughs> or the off. other one that's from Google. Yeah, that that uh, you know how handy those actually are to have on the kitchen counter. So oh, I, totally. You know, or I use that screen all the time yeah. for recipes and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty reliant on that voice-activated computerish thing on my counter. So the the next three um, are a little little different because I think we have to put put. Um, a caveat on this. So number three was trendy hardware. Number two was designer appliances. And number one was expensive backsplashes. But I think all of those you have to take in context of the entire home. Totally. So if you've got a luxury home versus sort of a starter home, 
mm-hmm. how much you put in and what design trends you do are going to, you know, really, you don't want to put a $10,000. Actually, I had a client just put a new Sub-Zero fridge freezer in and it was $14,000. I'm not sure if it was fridge freezer or just fridge. Um, but the house is a luxury home getting ready for sale and it had a Sub-Zero that they had problems with and they replaced it recently. And so you're like, well, that house really justifies it. Could they have put a KitchenAid similar high-end, you know, one Kitch- in? KitchenAid isn't exactly cheap either, but no, no, it's I, not. I, I get your point. So yeah, no, I think the thing is, so the, the thing about hardware and accessories, the fancy faucet, the fancy poles and all that stuff, you know, you can get crazy on, on cabinet hardware, just poles and how expensive they could be. And, you know, the, the, the reality is, you know, do they add a whole lot of value? Well, no, but you want to put something nice in if it's a nice house, right? Right. Um, and it, it's, but, it's actually one of those things that it's one of those uh, flipper tricks. Flippers, right. people that flip homes. Put you some know, nice hardware on there. You know, upgrading the hardware can make a huge difference and a huge impact on a kitchen. So the, the backsplashes, to me, I've seen some backsplashes in, you know, very affordable homes and luxury homes that really are a turnoff, but they were personal choice for somebody. And I'm thinking, well, either the person who chose that has bad design skills, <laughs> they just aren't good with how things flow and um, work together and like different styles of things. Yeah. Or they just loved it. They'd just been to Italy and they saw this Carrara marble with all this veining in it. And they decided to do the whole wall backsplash of this very, very expensive high-end stuff they import from Italy that no one else likes. Right. Yeah. And over time is very dated. Um, so you have to be really careful. You have to love it for yourself and realize someone else might not love it. The other thing we see, Tigo, is people will, they take maybe a house that's very outdated and they spend a lot of money to update one room to be very modern. And then it doesn't, like the the style doesn't go with the rest of the house. It's not cohesive. It's not with cohesive. the rest of the house. Yes, yeah. see that a lot. And we've seen that. We've seen it like where they do that in bathrooms and they do this latest and greatest bathroom, but the rest of the house is still 1960s mm-hmm. or something. And it's like, oh, you got to kind of keep the house in the same vein, I think. But yeah. anyway, so that was the story. Um, you know, I don't know that they were ripoffs. I think it's just stuff to be aware of. Yeah, I think I think one of the uh, one of the one of the last things that I think people need to consider is um, if you're remodeling, well, w- what we see happen a lot is people will do a remodel just before they get ready to sell. And it's like, well, maybe you should do it and enjoy it for, you know, some time. Right. right? And, and, and not miss out on, on having that. Totally. Th- those upgrades. Yeah. We always encourage people do it, enjoy it. Don't do it for someone else to enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for I sure. remember that with my very first house, I did that. I, I redid the uh, flooring in the kitchen and I'm like, man, why didn't I do this like two years ago? Where yeah. was that very first house? Rio Rancho, right yeah. across from Intel. Yep. Yeah, yep. you were right over there on what, yep. 19th or unit, something? Unit 16 back in the day. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, hey, uh, by the way, you're listening to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi of the Venturi Group Real Broker, 505-448-8888. And we've, uh, we're on, uh, we're talking, uh, let's see, what is this? 456, uh, episode number and been on KIVA 1600 AM the whole time and appreciate everything Eddie does there. 
But uh, I just wanted to put that out there. There was a, a comment on our um, uh, YouTube last week, and, and I, I just wanted to, to talk about it. So we published this on YouTube, and it goes out. And, and somebody just talking about, you know, the frustration, I think, of the market, you know, we're, that, that um, I didn't take it as a negative comment, but it was like, you know, this, it's so frustrating that we're, that people are having to pay so much for kind of outdated, you know, houses, you know, you talked about one earlier that's under 300,000. I thought, wow, that's a rarity. You know, yeah. there's, the, you know, the, there just aren't a lot of homes under 300,000 anymore. I remember two years ago, Tracy, I said, as right at the beginning of 2020, this is pre COVID. I'm going, you know, the, the $200,000 house is going to go away this year and it's never going to come back. And that, Hundred percent came true. Well, we have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars houses that are decent and livable. But you know what else has changed? That's pretty limited, though. They're very limited, and there's a lot of buyer um, need for them. So when those are on the market, like this one that I said that will only be allowing showings tomorrow from noon to five, Northeast Heights on Parsifal, um, is uh, what we used to say is, well, if you wanted that price point of house, go to the West Side or Rio Rancho. That is no longer true, right? Yeah, I me haven't. Median price of homes in Rio Rancho is now higher than the median price of Albuquerque. So if you're just doing city proper, city proper, of course, granted, Albuquerque has a lot more older properties than Rio Rancho, which is, you know, has a lot to do with that. Right. Um, but that's a lot more smaller mind blowing homes. for yeah. people who don't know that or haven't heard that, right. right? Yeah. To think it used to be, well, you know, go over to Rio Rancho and. I don't know. People Northeast, you know, when I used to work in the Northeast Heights, it was like people didn't know Rio Rancho. They didn't go to Rio Rancho. They just assumed it was like it was in the 70s. There's, there's a reason my first house that I bought was in Rio Rancho because it was $80,000. Yeah, but that was what, 1994 or something? Yeah, and I was, it was later than that. But yeah, no, you're right. It was about that. It was actually early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, you're right. I mean, um, anyway, back to this comment, it's just, you know, the frustration and, and trust me, we feel your pain. It's, it's, it's tough out there. Um, the thing that uh, a couple, uh, okay. So I want to jump to something else. Sorry. I'm going to jump around here. Um, <laughs> the multifamily uh, conversation that was had this week, again, Todd Clark with New Mexico apartment advisors. Um, he is by far the most wealth of knowledge on, multifamilies. Uh, he's a broker for apartments and, and all that, but really has a good sense of the market. And they had their, their summit, <clears throat> uh, the, uh, what's his name? Kyle Deacon from Deacon Properties was there. And, you know, just a lot of really wise people on what's going on in the multifamily apartment world. Uh, two things that, that jumped out at me that I wanted to share. One was a lot of these older apartments, multifamily, whatever you want to call it, are getting rehabbed. There's actually money for them to be able to do that in the sense that rents in Albuquerque were very flat for, for 10 years. Long time. For a long time. So it was really difficult for these owners to put a lot of investment into these properties because they, they couldn't justify it because they couldn't get the rents. Well, now... And in, in, I know people are going to go, you know, all oh, those evil, you know, landlords and all this. But but what the, the, the end of the story is we're getting a lot of these older units updated now because we have a shortage of housing. And there's there's a market for it where they can put these big investments into these properties and update it and upgrade them. And upgrade the rents a little bit oh, to justify course. it. Right. Yes. yes absolutely. Because rents right. have 
have just gone through the roof. In fact, there's um, a, a couple different people that track rent. Albuquerque is one of the highest rent appreciation markets in the country. I believe it, but when we look at that chart, we were very um, static for a number of years. Rents, many, many rents years. were not going up for a long yeah. time. The, another thing that I took out of that is, you know, I've talked about the stat before that there's about 5,000 units in the pipeline right now getting built, 5,000 doors, if you will. Apartment you know, doors, apartment, doors, apartment and, units. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. We call them doors, you know, that's what people say. How many doors? So anyway, about 5,000 and and then another 5,000 in the planning stages. So there's a lot coming on the market. But even with that, uh, the We'll still the be belief behind. is that we're still going to be behind. We're still going to be short, even with everything in the pipeline. Um, and then the one last thing that I wanted to bring up, which uh, is kind of interesting, is, you know, in the last year, there was a whole bunch of conversation about doing uh, rent caps, basically mm. capping the ability for landlords to raise rents. And, and, and just with that, it, it all got shot down but it was kind of working its way through legislature and it got brought up in the city council. It got brought up at the state level. Well, guess what happened? Because that just because that conversation happened, tell rent, me all the rents went up. Rents went up just to make sure if that happened, they, they weren't right. behind. Right. Yeah. So it totally backfired on what people were trying to do, which was keep, you know, rent, rents low. Of course, rents can only go up if people can, rent that property of course right so there's there is a natural where rents can't get absolutely higher absolutely. because buyer the the renters but right now the the number this supply demand simple supply demand is there's still way more demand than there is supply and it's it's continuing to drive rents up same in, with in same with regular housing we have more demand more buyers than there are homes for sale well, that was another comment on our face on our YouTube last week was, you know, it's it, it, there's not as much home sales activity, but at the same time, prices keep going up just because of the, the limited supply. So that's kind of the story of the market there. That's to wrap up the entire housing market in Albuquerque right there in that one sentence, Tracy. Good job, Tigo. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. If you've got any questions about real estate, give us a shout, or you could even put a comment on our, our YouTube on uh, this video. If, you, if you're uh, so inclined, we will answer it next week. We're the Venturi Group with Real Broker here in Albuquerque, and you can reach us at 505-448-8888 or our website. Welcomehomeabq.com. Great. Thanks, Tracy.